Welcome to Weight Loss Doesn't Have to Suck. I'm your host, Kimberly Severson. I am a certified life coach and an advanced certified weight loss coach, and I help my clients love the way they look and feel without the deprivation, restriction, and misery. Diets take over your life. They make you miserable and they don't work long-term, but you don't need them to lose weight. If you are ready to be done with dieting forever, to lose weight in a way that feels like self-care rather than punishment, you are in the right place. Let's go. Hey there. How's your week going? Welcome back. I'm so excited to be with you. My week is going amazingly well. This is the third day that my kids have been back in school, which is so fun. Not to say that camp isn't amazing, but school is just like a different vibe, you know? They're... <laughs> They don't come home like dirty and sweaty and covered in sand, which feels very, it just feels much more civilized. I'm so glad to get back to the school vibes. And also their school schedule is a little longer. So I have a couple more hours in my day to work on amazing things for you guys, which is so fun. So this is episode 23 of the Weight Loss Doesn't Have to Suck podcast. I can't believe we're on episode 23 already. This is going so fast, but This is a really important one. I want to talk to you today about a concept that has been so helpful to me when managing big emotions. So often when we talk about weight loss, we're talking about managing urges. So the emotion of urges, urges to eat when you're not hungry, urges to go ahead and finish your plate just because it tastes good even though you know you're totally satisfied and that you're at that plus two stage on the hunger scale or urges to have dessert just because everyone else is or urges to say F it and eat the whole dessert, even though you know you'll probably end up feeling sick later. You know the drill. Every single human being on this planet experiences urges just like you may be experiencing. And an urge is just a feeling Just like any other feeling, it's the sensations in our body that we associate with that urgent desire for something. So with weight loss, we also, you know, we talk about urges a lot, but we also talk a lot about other big emotions because not wanting to feel our feelings, that desire to escape or distract rather than to feel our feelings is why a lot of people end up eating more than they wish they would. And so navigating emotion is a big factor in weight loss, whether the feeling you're experiencing is simply an urge or it's stress or loneliness or sadness or boredom. These are things that most of us experience as uncomfortable. The sensations that come along with these emotions, they don't feel particularly pleasant in our bodies the way, say, joy or excitement might So some people want to call these more uncomfortable emotions negative emotion versus positive emotion, but honestly, I don't love that term because it implies that some emotions are better than others, which implies that other emotions are bad and thus maybe should be escaped. So this essentially contributes to that vicious cycle of trying to escape our emotions with food because we think some are bad or some are worse than others. So I don't refer to these emotions as negative because that just doesn't help us learn to coexist with them. And that's really what it's all about. When you can learn to see these uncomfortable emotions as less of a problem, 
as less of a big deal, that, my friends, is the master skill of weight loss and of life, really, because life is always going to be offering us some bullshit, right? But when we can get to a place of like, hey, I know the ocean is going to get rough sometimes. Life is just simply challenging sometimes. But like my boat, my own personal boat, while it may rock a little, I know it's not going to get capsized. It's not going to sink when life is just happening. I know this will pass. Life will go on. I know I'm strong enough to handle any and all of it. That's what I think true strength is. When we can confidently handle any emotion that life throws our way, because we as humans, we're just meant to experience it all. So, so much of the work that we do together in coaching is learning how to get your boat less rocked by these major life situations or these big feelings. That is not to say that these emotions aren't challenging or that these life situations are easy to handle. Not at all. You just get better and better at taking the hits as they come. You get better at feeling the feelings without getting all swept away in them, without totally spiraling. You learn to feel these things but not make those feelings a problem, which is like a ninja skill in my opinion. And this is not a skill that I started this journey of weight loss and self self-development and growth. I did not start this whole process with that skill. I was a person who was very emotionally reactive before I found coaching, before I started getting coached myself. And for me, that emotional reactivity was a lot more internal than external. It's not like I was going around like freaking out and exploding all the time, but internally, it was turbulent to say the least. So before I learned and really started to apply some of these skills that we work on in coaching, man, something would happen and I would be knocked off my game internally. So a lot of ruminating constantly, you know, the kind of ruminations where you just can't stop thinking about it. You can't let it go. You're mentally rehashing and you're mentally rehearsing the things you should have said to this person and all the things they should have done and how the situation should have been just on and on and on in a loop in your head and you can't put it down. I was the queen of that. And worrying also. I would do so much worrying, so much catastrophizing, so much going to the worst case scenario and feeling that panic ahead of time before it's even occurred. It was messy. But I really want to normalize that for you if that's where you are right now. So many of us haven't been taught the skills to navigate these big emotional challenges without fully coming apart, whether that's externally or internally. So if that's you right now, I want you to know you're not alone. It's so normal and it is changeable. If you practice some of the methods that we talk about on this podcast This is totally an experience that you can change, that you can soften for yourself. So I want to show you one of those techniques that's been really, really helpful for me. And I'm going to show you that on this podcast today. And again, this is not to say that your life will always feel like just to skip through the park on a summer day at all times, just because you learn these tools. That's not how life works. There are still going to be challenges. There are still going to be big emotions. 
but you will change in that you'll know how to experience these things without your entire life being turned upside down or without feeling like you need to escape or distract yourself from the emotion or from your experiences. Instead, you get to a place of like, hey, this isn't comfortable. It's not like I would choose this experience from a menu if given the choice, but I'm confident that I know how to handle it. And I'm confident that I know that I can handle it. So I want to talk to you about a concept today that will totally help you navigate your big emotions with a little bit more ease and a little bit more grace so that you can get some relief from the catastrophizing or ruminating or worrying or feeling like you just can't handle the feeling and running for food or wine or whatever it is to get some relief. So this concept is called the warrior versus the observer. And we can take on either of these two roles as we manage the uncomfortable emotions that come up for us. So stress, irritation, sadness, whatever it is. I'm going to use the example of the uncomfortable feeling of an urge to eat today. So the feeling that I'm plugging in as I talk about this is an urge, but it applies to literally any uncomfortable emotion you may have. So just like plug and play, my friends. Okay, so imagine you're going about your day, everything's going pretty normally, and suddenly you get triggered. Something happens and boom, you're feeling an uncomfortable feeling. We all know how this goes, right? We're just like bopping along, living our lives. A trigger happens and all of a sudden we're in a very different emotional state. So in our case today, we're going to say in this moment, you're feeling an urge. Maybe you're not hungry at all. You know your body doesn't physically need food, but you really want it. So think about what that feels like in your body. Your mouth might be watering. You might feel this pull in your chest to go ahead and eat it. You might feel waves of compulsion to eat the things sweeping over your body. You may have that restless, rushy energy pulsating through you. You may feel tense. You may feel distracted. You might have a lot of mental chatter. Your mind is just like a radio station turned on loudly to a channel all about why you should eat the thing. This is an urge. This is your experience of it. Maybe your personal experience feels a little bit different, but there are probably some big sensations happening in your body. Now, when we feel urges or any big feelings we can either take on the role of the warrior or the role of the observer. Now let's explore the warrior. Guys, the warrior is pissed. (laughs) This feeling is a problem and the warrior is ready to go into battle. So fight or flight is activated. This is a big deal. When we take on this warrior role, this urge is something that we need to get rid of. We need to fight it. We need to eliminate it ASAP. So the urge is our enemy. And if you take on this role, the urge is a big problem. Already consider how much energy just that mindset is taking up. Just as I'm talking about it, I'm like, woo, that sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) So now we already have the feeling of the urge and all the uncomfortable sensations associated with that. That's already our experience. But when we take on this role of the warrior, man, we are adding a lot to our plate because now we have to use all our energy to fight 
and do battle with this urge to eliminate it as soon as possible. But that's not all. That is just the first in a whole cascade of uncomfortable emotions that we take on when we assume the role of the warrior. Are you ready? Here's how this goes. So first we have the urge and we have those uncomfortable feelings, the rushiness, the compulsion, the desire, the mouthwatering, the mental chatter. We've already got that on our plate. But then in addition, because we're the warrior, we have to prepare for battle. So we add the uncomfortable emotion of anger to the pile, right? We're pissed at this urge. We think it shouldn't be there and that it in and of itself is a problem and we have to fight it and we have to get rid of it or it's going to sabotage all our progress and force us to eat when we don't really need to. So we take the discomfort of an urge already uncomfortable and then we add on the discomfort of anger. And then we maybe pile on some anxiety too because then we slip into like, oh no, if this urge is a problem, let me find all the other times this has been a problem. I've given in to so many urges in the past and this urge is probably also going to control my behavior and then I'll never reach my goals. And so we start with the discomfort of the urge, then we add on the discomfort of anger and now we have the discomfort of anxiety added onto the pile. And then what do most of us tend to do? We start to turn it on ourselves and we add self-judgment onto the pile. So this can sound like, why am I like this? I shouldn't be like this. I bet quote unquote normal people don't deal with this. I'm the worst. I'm such a screw up, right? This is how this sounds. And then maybe we pile on some sadness too, Because, hey, if we're the warrior and the urge is our enemy and we're struggling, well, maybe that means that we're bad at this and this whole thing is hopeless and we'll never look and feel how we so deeply want to. Oh, God. And then if we end up eating the thing, well, then the pile on really comes because then we're going to pile on guilt and shame and regret. Guys, how much energy does this take up? And how many uncomfortable emotions have we stacked up at this point when we've taken on this warrior role? We started with discomfort, the discomfort of the urge, and then by going into battle with it, we've added anger and anxiety and self-judgment and sadness and guilt and shame and regret. It's just this giant pile. It's so easy to see why so many of us quit, why so many of us are just like, F it. I am getting off this train. I'm just going to eat whenever I feel something, whenever I feel that first uncomfortable emotion. Of course, we want to choose that when taking on the warrior role means also taking on layers upon layers upon layers of struggle. But here's what I want to offer you. That one uncomfortable emotion, the urge that started this whole cascade, this whole pile on of discomfort, That urge was never the problem. It really is taking on that role of the warrior that's the problem. It's going into battle with our emotions, whether they're urges or stress or boredom or anything else. It's the battle that's the problem, not the feeling. So when we engage in a battle with our emotions, it causes this huge pylon and amplification of the emotions. And that's what wears us down and drains us and leads to more self-defeating behaviors to escape the whole uncomfortable process. 
So that leads to more overeating, more scrolling on your phone to numb out, more disengaging from life, more of the results that you don't want. It's just not a helpful approach for any of us facing any big emotion. But luckily, there's another role we can take on, and that is the role of the observer. So this is the juxtaposition to the warrior. It's the observer. And we know how a warrior shows up. Angry, fight or flight, ready for battle, all of those things. But think about how an observer shows up. I like to think about an observer just walking around an art museum, noticing things. Liking some of them, not liking others, feeling neutral about some things. Just chill. Walking around, taking it all in, and letting it be. This is the role we want to cultivate. So when we're being the observer and an urge comes along, our experience is so different. Imagine yourself when faced with the feelings of an urge, not taking on that warrior role, but instead taking on this observer role. So we still have the same uncomfortable experience that we started that whole warrior cascade with. We still have the mouthwatering And the radio station is still turned on in our brain with lots and lots of chatter about the urge. And we still feel some rushiness in our body, some discomfort. For sure, all of those things are still there. But the difference is we're not going to fight with it. So it's not that we love these feelings. It's not that we would choose these feelings or we want them to be there. That's like toxic positivity stuff. We can still acknowledge and validate that like, yeah, this feels uncomfortable, but What we're not going to do here is we're not going to go into battle with this feeling. We're not going to struggle with it. We're not going to invest our energy and our effort and our time and our peace. We're not going to invest all of that into struggling with this urge. Instead, I'm just going to let it be here. I'm going to acknowledge that it doesn't feel amazing, but I'm not going to go to war with it. I'm not going to fight with it. I'm not going to make it way, way worse by giving it all this power and piling on all these additional negative emotions. I'm just going to envision myself as that observer coexisting with this feeling of an urge or stress or whatever it is for you guys. So imagine that you're at that museum and on the wall at the museum are all of the sensations associated With this urge, just like we talked about, the rushiness, the restlessness, the mouthwatering, the mental chatter, and you're just kind of walking around, taking a look at all of them, observing all of them, noticing what they're bringing to the table, what they might feel like, what they might look like, what they might sound like, whether you like them or not, you're observing all of it. The only difference is you've dropped the struggle. You are not engaging in the war. You're simply observing. Instead, you're saying, hey, this urge, this feeling is totally free to be here. It can move around. It can do whatever it needs to do. It can stay as long as it needs to, but it doesn't get amplified by all the other emotions, which make it way, way, way worse, which make it way more challenging and which takes so much of our energy. We're just noticing We're letting it be there for as long as it needs to. And we're 
putting ourselves at a little bit of a distance from it, right? Like the observer is not like, I'm looking at this painting, I'm experiencing this painting, so I am this painting. And this painting controls me. Like that sounds absurd, right? But that's what we do with urges. When we're feeling them in our body, we're like, this is everything. I need to give this all of my energy. We create this whole story about them rather than envisioning them like just one part of the experience that we're having of life right now, just like a painting on the wall. We can watch it. We can observe it. We can notice it. We can decide whether we like it or not, but we are not it. It is not taking over our experience. So it's putting a little distance between you and whatever you're feeling because you're just simply observing it. And when you do that, when you're not taking on the role of the warrior and fighting with it and going into battle with it and then piling on anger, anxiety, sadness, guilt, regrets, shame, and putting all of your energy into then dealing with those, notice how much less energy this experience of being the observer takes up. This experience of just like watching it, letting it be there, it doesn't wear you down and bog you down and drain your energy even further. Instead, you have so much more energy left in the tank. You can take that energy that you're not using on this cascade of negative emotions that you would have in that warrior role. You can take the energy that you're not spending on that and use it for things that are actually valuable in your life. Like you'll have more energy in the tank to do things that align with your values, to show up as the person you want to be, to engage with the people in your life, to do things that matter. When we're not taking on that warrior role, we are not spending all that energy on fighting and battling emotion after emotion. We're just letting the emotion be there. And then we're taking all that extra energy and we're going out and living our lives. So we really need to think about these two roles and which role we are taking on when we're approaching an emotion that maybe doesn't feel so comfortable in our bodies. Because here's the thing, there is no such thing as a human life without urges, without stress, without boredom. Like if you meet that human, you come let me know and you introduce them to me because I have not met a human that doesn't experience uncomfortable emotions. I believe that we all do. But when one shows up, when one of those uncomfortable emotions shows up and we assume that observer role, it makes it so much easier to experience that emotion. We actually make the process easier on ourselves when we're like, hey, I'm going to put down the struggle. I am going to drop the reins. I am not going to engage in this battle. Instead, I am going to become the observer. And the observer is chill and the observer is patient and they're just noticing. And then before you know it, that urge has just moved on by. Now, our goal is never to make that happen as fast as possible. We can't control that part of it. Some urges stay longer. Some are just like little blips on the radar. But when we're observing them, not going into battle with them, we're making the whole experience of letting them stay as long as they need to so much more smooth and easy. And the whole thing takes up so much less energy. So my homework for you guys, if you're willing to take it on, is to just kind of notice as you move through the next couple of days of your life, Notice your emotions as they come up. Even notice the totally comfortable and pleasant ones, but also the uncomfortable ones. Notice what they feel like in your body 
and just be like, hey, how do I want to approach this emotion today? Whether it's an urge, whether it's stress, whatever it is, be like, do I want to be the warrior or would it be so much more beneficial for me to slip into that observer role, not fight with this, not pile on other emotions, but just simply observe and notice and allow and then move on with my life with all of that extra energy. So really notice, like you can catch yourself when you are being the warrior because all of us do this. No matter how much you know about emotions or (laughs) no matter how many tools or techniques you have, all of us get swept up in our thoughts and emotions sometimes. But a skill that we really want to build is noticing when that's happening and being able to catch ourselves and put down the struggle and be like, oh, I see what's happening. I was being the warrior there for a minute totally normal. I'm so used to being in that role. It makes sense that I would slip into that sometimes. But when I catch it, I can decide to put down the struggle and instead become the observer. Like literally imagine yourself. Like the art museum is just your body (laughs) and the paintings are the sensations of the emotions. And you're just noticing, you're exploring, you're observing anything that comes up knowing that eventually you can walk right by, that emotion will be done with you, and you can move on with your life. It's so much less energy not to struggle with your emotions, guys. I hope you try this. I hope it's helpful to you. If you have any questions about it, by all means, email me. I love to hear from you. And you guys know, if you go to my website, you can always book a free session with me, even if you have no interest at all in becoming a client and coaching with me. You just want to dive deep on some of this work. I'm a huge nerd, guys. I love nothing more than talking to people about their feelings all day. So you can always go to my website. It's linked in the show notes. You can book yourself a free session and we can do some of this deep emotional work together. It is life-changing. And it makes it so much easier not to overeat when you know these tools and you've practiced them and you've internalized them and you can feel any feeling in your body without having to fight it, without having to be at war with it, without having to believe that it's a problem that needs to be solved. It is instead just an experience for you to feel and then move on from. So, All right, guys, I love being here with you. It is such a delight every single week. I hope you have a beautiful week and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. If you are ready to finally put this weight struggle behind you, I would love to invite you to book a free consultation with me. Listen, coaching is what takes reaching your goal from it's possible to, oh my God, it's happening. This podcast is a great resource, but if you find yourself listening in week after week, but never truly implementing what you're learning here, coaching will help you take these life-changing tools and concepts and apply them to your weight loss so you can finally get to your goal and icing on the cake, know that you'll stay there for life. It's not another quick fix that you'll quit after a few months. It is a total transformation from the inside out. Coaching gives you all the tools, mindset work, support, and accountability you need to guarantee that weight loss actually sticks this time. The consultation is totally free, it's no pressure, and it's a place where we can talk all about you, your unique challenges and struggles with weight loss, and the work we can do together to solve this issue for you once and for all. It's a beautiful gift to give yourself, so go to the episode description in your podcast player for a link to book your free consultation. 
or you can head right over to www.kimberlyseversoncoaching.com to snag your spot on my calendar. I can't wait to see you there. Bye.